It's a beautiful morning here at CTK. The birds are chirping, the track team is running, and you can hear the sound of Mr. D'Souza from down the hall chasing down the early morning vapors. My name is Brooke Shabbat, now a graduating grade 12 student of Christ the King. I've spent three years at this school and have made some amazing friends and had awesome experiences. However, every day at this school is not easy or manageable for everyone all the time. Thankfully, our school has room 111, which is the fun room, I mean quiet study space with resource teachers who help us with completing work well and on time, but also support us through all the stress and personal issues that keep us from focusing. It's hard to be a teenager. High school is filled with its own endeavors, not to mention everything else that's happening at that point. It's four years filled with friends, spirit days, driving, prom, drinking, parties, and experimenting with drugs and sex. With all that going on, we need to talk about our life with someone, usually our friends, but sometimes it helps to have someone a bit wiser to push you in the right direction. If you go to Christ the King, you must know Mr. Flynn and Ms. Boileau, the passionate, laughter-filled teachers in the resource room who are the reason many of us are graduating this year. Today, we have the pleasure of having the Ms. Boileau with us today. How are you today, miss? I'm very good, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Let's start by asking you a couple questions to help our audience get to know you. How long have you been a teacher? Uh, I have been a teacher for 10 years. Okay, how long have you been a teacher at this school? I've been at Christ the King for nine. Okay, so you're almost your entire career. Yeah. So where'd you work before that? Um, I was year? a supply teacher, so I was at all kinds of different schools going back and forth. Okay, that's cool. Um, how did you get to this point in your career, and um, what degrees did you obtain to get here? Um, I went uh, to the University of Windsor and did a bachelor's honors degree in history and geography. Okay. And then um, from there I went to Teachers College at Windsor again. Okay. I did my um, bachelor's of education there. Um, and then going from there, I there was no jobs. Like, how did I get to Christ the King, kind of? Mm -hmm. um, there was no jobs in Windsor, where I was from. Teaching was, like, at a stalemate, hiring. Mm -hmm. So I decided that I needed to move and go elsewhere and get out of my little little town. So I applied to every single board from Windsor to Toronto. Okay. <laughs> and... Uh, the Halton Catholic Board called me and they said we want to have an interview in Burlington and I had never heard of Burlington before in my entire life <laughs> because when you drive from Windsor to Toronto uh, you don't hit Burlington right like yeah Burlington's over so anyway so I, I looked it up and I was like okay and then they offered me a supply job and my parents said you're not moving there for supply work so it was at Christ the King no, it was like for the Halton Catholic District School okay. Board. I okay. did the interview. They offered me just supply work, not a full-time job. Okay. Um, and then my parents, I was like, okay, I'm moving to Burlington. Uh, like I picked, right? Because like Halton Catholic is like Burlington, Oakville, um, Milton, yeah. and Georgetown. So I was like, Burlington looks great. Yeah. Sure. Um, and then my parents were like, no, you're not moving for supply work. Like that's, what are you going to do? Yeah. And I said, no, I am. So I found my roommate on Kijiji back <laughs> really? then when oh my God. it was safe enough to find your roommate on Kijiji. I don't recommend it. Uh, never met her before. I moved in with her. I bartended at night and I supplied during the day. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's a busy life. Yeah. And then I supplied and I ended up at CTK a few times and uh, the principal really liked me and he was like, I'm going to hire you for here in September. Wow. So that was nine years ago then. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yep, yep, been here ever since. So why did you want to work in this field, in teaching and history, geography, yeah. education? Um, you know what, to be honest, I'm not 
one of those people that were like, oh, since I've been young, I wanted to do this. I really didn't have much direction in high school. Um, I had a really solid best friend who was very smart. Um, and so she was like, I'm going to apply to university. And I was like, okay, so am I. <laughs> and then I applied and, um, and then she said, I'm going to major in history and geography. And I was like, okay, I, I like those <laughs> courses. Like I wasn't passionate about anything. I was yeah. really struggling in my own, like trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And so then she was like, I think I want to be a teacher. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. Like, I could do that. <laughs> and honestly, like, and I don't suggest this for everyone, but I could literally not imagine myself doing anything else. Like, I've, I could not be happier in a career. And it just happens to be that I kind of fell into it and didn't always know I wanted to be a teacher. So, like, I was really lucky. Yeah. Because literally, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I fell into it. And, like, some, um, some people say that, um, that you could you know that they they hate their job and like I legitimately have never said that or if you play the game like do over yeah what would you do if you got to pick your career and I I, I would pick teaching like over and over and over again it sounds kind of corny yeah but it's true yeah and I kind of fell into it that's so, really nice yeah oh. kind of thank good I have a good best friend she's yeah. a teacher are you still friends with her yeah we're best friends oh my god yeah is she in the goodness. same school board as you no she's in Windsor so all, my whole oh, family okay. and everyone lives in Windsor so I was the only one that came up here okay yeah so do you live in Burlington now no I live in Milton now oh, okay so okay. once I got the job in in Georgetown I decided to move a little bit closer. more north yeah, yeah, okay. to get closer. Okay. Yeah. So how did the resource room here become accessible, and how did you start first start working in this room? Yeah, so um, last year I was on mat leave, and um, I got a phone call when I was on mat leave, and they asked me if I would be interested in student success when I returned. Mm -hmm. And so it was something that I hadn't really thought about before, and I was, you know, up to new challenges, and coming back I was like yeah I think that's a great idea so I came back at the end of last year for Miss mm -hmm. McCluskey mm -hmm. and I kind of stepped into her role not knowing much about it because she went off on a leave yeah um so I did that for about two or a month and a half um and what I was finding was that I just worked out of an office yeah that's how Miss McCluskey when she was a student success teacher she worked out of her office um that I didn't have enough space to like support the students that I needed. Yeah. I needed to. So, um, you know, at, at one time it's just not one student that needed me. But then I like I was noticing I'd have four kids working in a little office yeah. doing four different things trying to support them and I was like, There's gotta be a better way kind of. Yeah. So then um the principal kind of was like we when we were chatting, she was like, Do you think maybe you want a whole room? And I was like I, I don't know let's try it right we never yeah. know until we try it so then that's kind of where and how long ago was that did that start that was at the end of last year so this is the really? first year oh this room God. has been open wow yeah for student success yeah so it's our first it's our first go there's been lots of ups and downs of things that work things that don't yeah. work um the general public like I think I talked to you guys about this like mm -hmm. You know, staff have to realize that we are doing work down here and mm -hmm. stuff like that because it looks different mm -hmm. than a regular classroom. Yeah, absolutely. And that's okay. Because it's a different method of learning, too. Right. Yeah. And it's just as long as we're getting some work done, yeah. right? Like yeah. it has breaks in it, it has yeah. a little bit more leniency, it has, you know, yeah. those kind of things, but work still 
you know needs to get done so it needed to be that like perfect combo of of both things yeah so that's structure and freedom right that's kind of what we've been aiming at and again lots of great things and lots of things that we're like that we can work on we're not doing that (laughs) yeah you know right and that's just the like it's our first year trying trying it yeah um how do you think it helps all those like helps the students that come in here I think that it helps them a lot I think that um, the classroom isn't the, the the regular everyday classroom isn't for everyone mm-hmm. and what I've been told from students is like having when you when they wake up in the morning knowing that they could possibly come down here and use it was one of the things that got them to school absolutely having that yeah. out like yeah. I don't have to be stuck in classes for 76 yeah. minutes back to back and mm-hmm. if I need to leave mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then I then I have that room right so it was able to get them like out of bed into school because they knew that if things just weren't going right that they had this place for them yeah they have support somewhere yeah so that's kind of the feedback I've been getting yeah um that's definitely true (laughs) yeah and I also think that this room has like um stopped a lot of like um conflicts from happening Mm -hmm. right like students have come in here and they've gotten mad at their teachers or gotten Mm -hmm. mad at other students they're able to like take the time calm down yeah. and then be able to leave yeah. and not have that conflict in the classroom yeah. and not have that conflict in the hallway yeah which reduces the amount of suspensions yeah which reduces <laughs> the amount of you know what I mean yeah. so and it helps it helps all of us knowing that there's someone to talk to and that won't that will actually listen to us and help us calm yeah. down yeah. and regroup and think about yeah. it. yeah yeah is there anything else you could think of that could make the resource room better oh man yeah. <laughs> a lot um I mean, it would be awesome if we had a full-time um, CYC worker in here, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. to help students when they are struggling with social-emotional, yeah, because... Yeah, Miss James is all over. <laughs> yeah, she's all over, and there's only one of her, and it's, yeah, and again, like, regular teachers like myself and Mr. Flint are not trained mm-hmm. as much as people think we get training in this, not at all. Yeah. At all, at all. We're just winging it, and we're the best we can. Uh, <laughs> like, we're not trained at all. Um, so then when like big things come about like I can help with some little like minor things but when big things come like that's above my training and I don't want to give the wrong advice I don't want to you know so then that's where I would love to have a support staff in here yeah and then also I think just like I next year I want to get up and running some like more field trips yeah yeah even some some um some community service with yeah that's a good I idea think maybe some like m- like going to see motivational speakers or something yeah. too like, yeah yeah and a little bit more like workshops yeah yeah like, absolutely as a group what are we struggling with okay yeah. we're struggling with um friendships and um, and those kind of things yeah. okay let's let's bring someone in that can work together of like how to get through mm-hmm. a big fight with your friend or yeah. how to like you know what I mean kind yeah. of do some workshops to conflict, more strategy yeah Because that's the thing, right? We can be here for you, but when we send you out into the world, we want you to have some strategies and some tools to be able to deal with issues that come up. Yeah. Have those in your back pocket, right? Yeah. So even if you're not dealing with them at that moment, like maybe I said this to Bianca, like getting, like talking to someone, counseling or any of those things, it's like really important even when your life is going really well. Yeah. Because in everyone's life, it's going to rain. Yeah. It's just like having that umbrella in your purse. Mm -hmm just in case just in case because it's gonna rain yeah it's inevitable yeah. in everybody's life it's gonna yeah. rain right everybody has ups and downs so it's just like having those tools and those strategies in your back pocket to be able to get through life okay well that's amazing 
Today, I'd also like to talk about a difficult topic, drug abuse and some effects and consequences, and we have Miss Boileau here to share some of her insight on the topic. Drug abuse is the habitual taking of addictive or illegal drugs. However, we deal with drugs constantly in our daily lives. Caffeine, ibuprofen, marijuana. Medication is vital in the 21st century, however, use can turn into abuse pretty quickly with a few bad decisions. Many people experiment with different substances at this age. Some experiment with hard substances. The problem is, many drugs contain addictive chemicals that make your body and brain crave it. The more you use, the more you want to use, and the harder it is to stop. That's why when things start to get out of control and it starts to take over your moods or affect your school and work, you need to decide when it's time to get help. When you make that decision, you need to find the right resources. That means having to pick out and cut off toxic people. Miss, is there any relating experiences you'd like to share? Um, So definitely in this job I rely on some of my past experiences, both as a teacher and as a student success teacher. Um, So for my high school career, I was never really a super strong student, so I always struggled and um, was never as bright as many of my friends and I always had to work for everything um, that I got. And I feel like um, when I was a teacher, a regular classroom teacher, um, I was really good with the applied level students because um, I felt like I could connect with them and like understand the struggles of, you know, sometimes academics not coming as easy. Um, So that's one experience that I I tend to um, use when I'm in my classroom and like remembering how hard it was to like even get a 70 on a test, right? Like a 70 for me when I was in high school would have been like something to put on the fridge. Yeah, yeah. So just realizing, putting things into perspective and each person's like achievement is at different levels, right? Yeah, And some people who are really smart, uh, a 70 would not be good, right? (laughs) So it just all putting it into perspective. Yeah. Um, That's definitely a good lesson. (laughs) Yeah. And then another experience that, especially for um, student success is... Uh, and I've and I've shared this with Brooke is that my mom struggled with mental health and drug addiction. Actually, both my parents did, um, and they did my entire life, and they both died of it. Uh, so it's something that you know I try to use. I don't try to um, let students know that I know exactly what they're going through, especially if they're the ones struggling with the mental health, because I've never been in that or drug addiction, I've never been in that position. Mm-hmm. But I've been around and cared for someone. Mm-hmm. In that in that position, sometimes, sometimes it's a good thing to lean on, and sometimes it's actually a bad thing to lean on, right? Yeah. Like I don't want to put my life experiences on them. Yeah. So you have to be really careful not to like, and and think that you know everything because everyone's yeah. struggle, everyone's mental health, everyone's addiction yeah, is different. different. Yeah. It's not the same. So what worked for my mom or you know or what worked for me when dealing with my mom doesn't necessarily work for everyone. So it's like again. A yeah, fine balance, yeah, of like when I'm with a student, how much to share, how much not to share, yeah. how much to put my own kind of twist on it or my own experience on them. Yeah. Like you have to be really careful. Yeah. Um, and then even when I started the job, um, actually, like one of the first meetings I was in, a student, his their parents were actually um, addicts. And sitting in the meeting, I all of a sudden started having, like, kind of flashbacks from when I was younger. Things that I had, like, buried super, super deep. Mm -hmm. um, And didn't even know they were there. And didn't even think that this job would, like, bring that up. But that's also been, like, a whole other thing that I've had to deal with that I've never 
you know, I've kind of tucked some things away that, yeah. and as does everyone. That I'm interested in mental health and addiction and surrounding factors, and I'm trying to direct my history and past struggles into making a difference in other people's lives. I'm doing that by going into a program at St. Lawrence College called a Bachelor of Behavioral Psychology. However, I'm still struggling with substance abuse. The first step to getting help was talking to someone about it. Both Mr. Flynn and Ms. Boileau are people who, although don't like to hear details, can always already tell what's wrong and always say the right things and help the best they can. I'm being supported by an ADAPT worker named Richard, who is amazing, and I can text any time I have a problem. He also has helped me connect with a treatment center named Hope Place, which I'm attending July 30th to begin a long journey to get sober. Everyone has challenges, but if you find people you can trust that will support you and help you see your potential, never let them go. That's why I have Ms. Boileau here, who is helping me finish yet another project late. <laughs> Both Ms. Boileau and Mr. Flynn, as well as Ms. James, have stuck by my side through all my freakouts and negativity on top of dealing with every other student that relies on them and dealing with their own challenges in life. These, are, these people are truly sent from God to change lives, and they don't know the half of how many people they impact every single day. People are put in your life for a reason, a lesson or a blessing, and you have to figure out which is which. I'm slowly, I'm learning, and I know for sure I'm never letting these blessings go.